0: Yeah. Yeah. Draft day. Johnny Manziel. Five years later, how am I the man still? Draft day. A. Wiggins. Fuck that other side, bitch. We stay winning. Oh, man. You know I had to do it for you. You know I had to do it for you. Yeah. Suits and ties yelling out. Pay the guys, man. I had to do it for you.
1: I had to do it for
2: you You know I had to do it for you Oh man oh. Welcome to the No Clue Podcast Episode 120 uh, We're back post-draft I'm one of your hosts, Tyler I'm Mike Welcome Um. Alright man, let's get right into it Anthony Edwards, number one
3: Yeah, the the top three were kind of all expected
2: Was the order expected to you?
3: I think to me it was Okay uh, Because Wiseman and LaMelo don't really fit Minnesota Yeah uh, And I figured I figured Wiseman is the more obvious pick for Golden State
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, actually to be fair it wasn't really that obvious after you know Golden State got hit with some tough news Yeah but I don't know, man. How, how do you feel about this top three?
2: Um. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it was about right. I think that's how it should have went. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I thought it might be a surprise there somewhere, because I know Lamelo did work out with the first two teams. Um. You know, obviously we talked about Wiseman and going number one. He didn't. He told the Timberwolves, "You better not draft me." So. Um. After all that, yeah, this is what I thought. Yeah, I knew these three were going one, two, and three, but the order. Looking at it now, it makes sense.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't know how I feel about Lamelo in in Charlotte, to be honest.
2: It's hard to. I don't know how I feel about anything in Charlotte, but well, I liked it's... what Graham was doing for Charlotte. So right, I can't.
3: But how does he fit? Like, obviously it's going to be an uphill battle to, he's not going to have a ton of weapons around him. Right. But all the, the biggest weapons they have, like, play his position. Right. So it's weird to me how he's going to fit in there.
2: I I think that, um, I think that because of his size, he will have a, well, by size, I mean his height. He may be able to finesse his way on the court with another one of the two good guards they have. Um, They have a lot of—their forwards are really good. You know, they have Bridges. They have um, Washington that more or less play the same kind of game. But they seem like they have—they like to have a lot of balance on the court because they don't really seem like they play a traditional, you know, five-position game anyway um so i think he may he may slide in there i but i still don't know what kind of player he's going to be distributor or you know scorer
3: yeah and and my concern is like again the problem is we don't know what they're going to need from him right like are they going to be able to open up the game for him and let him kind of make their offense more creative
2: right yeah
3: i just it's hard for me to picture that and on top of that They've been a, a better-than-average defensive team even when they rebuild. hmm And to me, he he hurts them on that end.
2: Yeah, I, I would think so. Yeah.
3: I don't know, man. It, it's just... I would have rather they, they take a chance on somebody maybe we didn't know about. Because this is either... Either you fell back into this pick because the other two guys got taken... Or Michael Jordan like really wanted this guy, and that doesn't instill confidence to me.
2: Yeah, but the the other thing is, I think they go they went with the best available because I don't think they even know what they need. And then looking at the teams behind them, Lamelo makes no sense on the other teams. Bulls, Lamelo's not playing. Cavs, they just drafted three point guards in a row. Hawks, he's not playing. Pistons eh, he may he probably could fit on the Pistons since they drafted a point guard but him dropping down to the seventh pick I think the Hornets said we might as well take what's out there because the next two picks being small forwards they got good small forwards so I, I mean i mean, not saying I think that's a good excuse but I notice teams do that a lot they say okay best available let's do that and let's figure it out if it doesn't work, you can always trade. Then, Hornets is definitely not afraid to trade the guys they have. They have a lot of guys who are expendable, unfortunately.
3: Yeah, I just, I just hope they kind of go all in on him. Yeah, because they, it's either all
2: in or nothing with him, I would think.
3: But that's what I'm saying. Like they're, they might be a team who, who are gonna try to pressure him into kind of fitting with other up and coming players that they have. Yeah. And that might, that might just kind of stunt who he can be as a player.
2: Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I, I, but I, I think he's probably one of the players in the draft that is has the most, the most debatable ceiling. You know. Yeah, I think it's, it's hard to tell what he could be as a player. I've heard a lot of different things. Um,
3: yeah, it's always tough when you don't have that much uh, game film.
2: Right. You have 12 Australian games to go on. I mean, right. and the thing is, you look at the Australian League, and this is no disrespect to those guys because, I mean, they're professional basketball players. But Melo Trimble didn't make it in the NBA, and he's like the he's the all-star, perennial all-star in that league. And yeah, I like think... Mellow Trimble. We both like Mellow Trimble. But – for someone to not make it in the league and go to the Australian league and be a perennial all-star is, you know, it says something.
3: Well, we know the difference. I mean, Michael Beasley is unstoppable everywhere he plays. Yeah. But in the NBA, he can't stay on the court.
2: Right. Pierre Jackson averages like 45 in the right. leagues in Asia. But he, you know, cannot, couldn't stay on a team in the league.
3: So it's like Same thing with uh, M- McCollum's brother.
2: Yeah, yeah. Eric McCollum, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it is tough with LaMelo not playing NBA or college basketball. But, you know, I, I get it. I get the people taking a chance. And Hornets, honestly, the Hornets may have said, we're going to definitely get some people in the seats with this guy, even if it's not a lot somebody's just coming to see him or at least turning the game on. They'll get some TV games just because of him.
3: Right. And they need that, to be honest. When the biggest guy you've been able to attract in the last five years has been, I mean, Batum or or Terry Rozier. Right. You need some excitement in there.
2: Yeah, and they'll they'll sell some Australian jersey sales, obviously, (laughs) you know.
3: What about a, a four and five? I'm not familiar with at all.
2: I really like Isaac Okoro from Auburn. Mm-hmm. He's tough. He, um, you know, he kind of had a short season. Obviously, he had a short season like everybody else on Auburn, but he never got to the point where he was like he was working his way up to being the star player on the team on a team that plays a very balanced kind of ball at Auburn. Yeah but he i mean he had the full package from what i saw and i i watched a lot of film on him and uh i was kind of looking forward to seeing what he did for auburn seeing they made it so close last year a play away last year in the um championship um but yeah man i i don't know what he does for the calves because obviously i don't think any young any more young guys helps the calves at this point it could just have a team yeah. full of top five rookies, and it's just—it's <laughs> not going to do much, you know.
3: Yeah, um, it's just the weird. They have—they have, a, they have a, similar to Charlotte. They just have like a m- weird mix of talented players. Yeah, they do. Uh, but it just there's no, there's no like picture to look forward to.
2: Right. It isn't. It isn't. Um, Patrick Williams for the Bulls. I saw Florida State play, but I didn't, I never saw anything from him. So I'll say that I, he's, he must be one of those potential guys that they drafted, you know?
3: Yeah. I mean, I I like the, the Atlanta pick, the USC big man. I like him too. Uh, I think he gives them, he gives them just more consistent size. Yeah. And now there's no pressure on Capella to be like a full-time center for them. Right. Because uh, Capella's, he needs a backup. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he could be a little bit more active, more consistently.
2: Yep. Yep, and, and he's mobile. He, he's kind of small, but he's really mobile. So, yeah, I like that. Well, what do you think from uh, – let's just go from 7 to 15, or 7 to
3: 14. 7 to 14, I mean, I actually don't mind the Knicks picking uh, Obi. Mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of the most maybe upside athlete they could have taken.
2: I agree with that. I think he was probably the best athlete in the draft.
3: Uh, And it's just – they're such a joke of an organization because they're dumping all these players that they just last year committed to. Right. Uh, So now they're like kind of reshaping their roster as if like, they're not three years too late to do that. Yeah. Um, But I, again, I like this guy because there's a lot of upside and he could just, at worst he could contribute off of his athleticism. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, to me, they don't have enough of that. All the guys I, they draft are these kind of... Oh, they have this potential, and when they don't live up to it, they they can't play basketball. Yeah. And I think this guy could, like, at worst be a... Like an Aaron Gordon type of player.
2: Yeah, I was thinking he would be a Farid day one. Right. Like, r- right away. I could see right. him being, like, Farid.
3: And I think the Knicks... Like, that helps some of the other Knicks players that they're praying will develop.
2: Mm-hmm. I think so, too.
3: So, you know, is it a, a saving move? Is No, but it at least it's a step in the right direction to me. Yep. Again, it's such a bad organization, I wouldn't be surprised if they completely ruin his career.
2: Oh, me too. Of course.
3: Uh, but that, like anybody they would have taken, I would have said the same thing as far as the, the potential to, you know, be a three year player and be out of the league is pretty good.
2: Right. But another, you know, also like, um, lamelo there's going to be, Knicks are going to be in the highlights because of this kid. Yes. One way or another. I mean, we, if there's anything we know about him, he's going to get some dunks this right away. So, uh, I mean, you can't go wrong with that, necessarily. Especially if there's really nothing else to draft for. Because, again, the Knicks are another team that it really... They could have five out of the top ten draft picks and wouldn't do anything.
3: No, Yeah, when you have no direction, like, I can't... I gotta see guys play.
2: Right. Yep.
3: I will say, similar to what you said about... uh Patrick Williams, I watched Maryland a number of times and didn't notice Jalen Smith at all. (laughs) Yeah, me either. Uh, I noticed him as a good college player, uh, but I didn't see NBA talent.
2: Right. Yeah, I Uh, mean, this is definitely a weird draft because they only had so many games. There wasn't many high-pressure games or conference games. You know, they're just going off of, a lot of times, just ability, athletic ability in a lot of these cases.
3: But, but to me, this guy this guy didn't show, like, upside athletically. No? And, and that's why I'm reserved on kind of judging these guys' skills, because like you said, we haven't had a, a big sample of a lot of them. hmm But this guy, like, he, he didn't really move his feet well. Guards were kind of picking on him off the dribble. Yeah, uh, he doesn't really. He doesn't really help. He doesn't make place for anybody else. Uh, and space doesn't really open up his game.
2: He's so he's six ten power forward. Okay, yeah, he's, he's a big
3: guy. Yeah, he's big. Yeah, uh, but every time, and I only I didn't watch him too many times, but but when like basic college guards who aren't scorers are breaking yeah. down the offense to attack you. Yeah. I mean, that that's all they're going to do in the league. Yep. yep. So, I don't know, man. And the Suns, the Suns don't develop bigs at all.
2: No, they haven't in a long time.
3: Uh, Like, Ayton came in with a lot of talent, so he's obviously going to get better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, as far as maybe roll bigs, or, or bigs that are kind of specific players, Phoenix yeah. hasn't been able to do anything with that, right? So uh, he's kind of my too early prediction for a bust. Yep. Uh, but I don't know, man. Were there any picks you liked in this seven through fourteen?
2: Uh, none particularly. I like the. Um, I like. Well, I'll just say overall, because this is when it started. But I really like the Pistons' picks. Just, I mean, all the way up this whole first round, really, they had three picks. And I like that they're really committing to bringing new talent in. um, Because uh, they're another team with not much direction. They obviously need some more uh, age on the team. Um, You know, they're trading guys away. But I I like the point guard pick. I don't I don't know much about him. I just saw like the highlights they showed of him.
3: Yeah, um, I've seen I've seen like a little bit more highlights than that.
2: Uh-huh. Uh huh.
3: He's got a he's got like a Jeremy Lamb feel to him. Hmm. Uh, but he's he's more of a playmaker, so he's got good height.
2: Yeah, I, I like that. I like I like Pistons overhauling with talent this first round for sure especially especially starting with a guard. Um uh, but the the rest of them uh I don't have much to say about the rest of them. I did notice the kid from Florida State that went to the Spurs on the 11th pick. I did notice him. He's a good shooter, long. Um I don't know what he does for the Spurs. I mean, I don't know how many more guards they can have.
3: Yeah. All the guards uh, I mean, they
2: have play well, so Right. It's like I mean, he he could probably contribute, but I just don't know how much or why they need him to contribute. But that's really all I notice as far as that goes.
3: Yeah, I mean, I like that the Wizards took kind of a guy whose who's potential fits the team. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't know anything about him. I, again, only saw the clips they showed. And, and I know better than to get excited off of that.
2: He's the youngest MVP of the Israeli league with only 12 points a game. Six rebounds and three assists.
3: Yeah. I, <laughs> I did notice that. That's
2: tough. Oh, 13 points. Sorry. 13 points. 13, <laughs> 6, oh, and 3. Oh, <laughs> 13, 6, and 3 is MVP numbers? That's wild. Yeah.
3: All right uh okay i, mean, I, I like the celtics pick i think he's a 3 and d that again his potential should fit what they do
2: Hmm. i think and, so too
3: and his kind of archetype is exactly what coming out of the playoffs i i wanted them to get yeah where it's a guy who could hit open shots well a guy who basically grant williams was kind of emerging as a guy who could do that yep who's basically you're only going to get touches off of rebounds and wide open shots yeah uh and besides that we need you to defend we need you to foul we need you to be aggressive out there yeah and and to me this guy from again some of the highlights i've seen from his size i think he could fit that
2: yeah they tried to get that with romeo langford and it just didn't pan out he just didn't do much of either you know right He just came in there, tried hard, but couldn't hit a lot of shots. Couldn't get open for shots. Um, I I think this is someone that they probably will try to put in that same role. Seems like that's what they've been doing with their young guys
3: right away. Yeah, I mean, he's got concerns, too. Even outside of his game, he had a stress fracture, I think. Mm, Okay. So, that's obviously, that's a thing to look out for, but... I like that they got to shoot a, a shooter with size.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, number 15, the
3: I hated I hated that Orlando took him.
2: Okay. Explain.
3: Orlando is like they're they're a better version of some of these early teams we talked about with no direction. Yes, because they've stumbled into NBA like made NBA players. Yes, uh, and they've had guys who've emerged as, you know, Avucevic has emerged as a top tier center. I think as, at least offensively. Yeah. But they're they have no direction. Right. No direction, and you get a guy who, to me, you we just saw him playing without direction. Yes. Like to me. Everything I saw at North Carolina didn't raise his stock.
2: I mean, he, think about it. Before North Carolina, he was like the – he might have been the first pick of the draft.
3: Right. And, and, and to me, 15? we just saw him in kind of a messy – now, granted, Orlando is not going to be – like he's not going to be a solo act in Orlando, obviously. Right. But again, he's going to be a guy. He comes in. You have a an up-and-coming team who's not a joke. Yep. They showed that they could head in the right direction. He's gonna come in there. They're gonna need more of a playmaking role from him, and that's not really his game. Not at all. <laughs> and that's the first impression. Why does why does he need to be taking shots away from Fournier or Vucevic or Gordon or Terrence Ross? Right. Like they they don't need shot creators. Right,
2: especially at his size. Right. Because well, I one, doubt if he'll be a better scorer than DJ Augustine.
3: Yeah, it's just Not his right size is, is such a question mark for me. Yeah. Uh, Just like I, I can't picture him guarding anybody. Right. Uh, But to me, the, the one positive about it is Orlando has a lot of flexibility with, with kind of trades and roster adjustments. Yeah. Uh, so I could see they may be subtracting certain pieces to to bring him in more. Mm-hmm. But I also see them doing nothing. Yeah, I agree. So I, I really hated that, that this was the team that decided to take him.
2: Now, what team do you think he would help? Or that he would fit on, at least?
3: I think San Antonio could have taken a chance on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think New York could have taken a chance on him. Hmm. Mm. I would say I would say the Bulls could have taken a chance on him, honestly. Okay. Now I, you, I know he, they with, have a lot of guards. Yeah,
2: even with Kobe White, he kind of plays a similar game.
3: Yeah, but to me, you could kind of White worked his way into a starter to me. Yeah. And sataransky's like a combo, he is a point guard, but he's also like a combo at the same time, yeah uh but it, i just i don't i I don't think all those teams are great fits, but I think they're much better options than Orlando was
2: okay i I could see him being like a kind of how um Brunson ended up being for the Mavericks, yeah. Like, off the bench, you know, he may randomly get 25. But, you know, when no one else is out there, him in the center, you know, two-man game, he may get a good 10 points, something like that. That's kind of how I would picture him as a rookie. Um, Yeah, I, but I agree with everything you said. I think he's kind of a direction killer if you're not already set in the direction. Right. If you're not determined. Because I can't. I would be surprised if the Magic knew what they were going to do with him. So, like, if it's not very clear, I think it is going to be tough, especially, like you said, the team has good guards, has good spacing, has good shot distribution, and he does come and just completely, you know, ruin that for me. But, uh, comes from a good pedigree, gets good training, you know, he's worked out with Carmelo, like, since he was in middle school, which is crazy. Yeah,
3: I mean, the, that's, but, that's why I'm saying, like, even his good start at North Carolina didn't surprise me because I knew he had a bag. Yeah. To me, I know he could get a bucket if, you know, he's got to do something wild. Yeah. But to me, like, I wanted to see him with structure. Mm-hmm. And because North Carolina was so bad, I didn't get to see that. Right. So I'm I'm kind of questioning. He's going to the next level to be kind of in a similar no structure situation.
2: Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I I would have liked to see him with a. Uh, I want to say structure too, but more of a. I wanted to see more of a like a spot. Like I wanted to see him fit right into a spot. And the Magic, no one even on their team already fits into a spot. But I, I would have liked to see him on a team that is like actually missing a sixth or seventh man, because that's how I would picture him come starting
3: as a rookie. Yeah, I mean, if or, if, if he slipped one more pick to Portland, I, w- I would have liked that a lot more.
2: Yeah, I would. I would have liked Portland. I would have liked him on the Celtics, if they if they went for him. I think that would have been interesting. I mean, I don't think he it would have he would have helped them that much. But I think they were looking for a weapon off the bench. They've been looking for a scoring weapon off the bench. Um, I think. I think the Suns maybe would have been interesting. I think there's a lot of teams that would have been more interesting than the Magic for sure. Um, anyway, uh. Let's see. What else um, in the yeah, first can round? Yeah,
3: we just touch on some of the picks that we liked from here. Cause I, okay. I mean, I wasn't really familiar with any of the second round guys. Mm-hmm. Uh What other picks did you like?
2: Uh, I really like RJ Hampton going to the Nuggets. Yes. Uh, I think that was a... I mean, he slipped big time because a while ago he was up there in the top three. But um, he had injuries... So, you know, kind of changed his his draft stock. Not that great of a shooter, but I, I think he's, like, he's kind of what they see. What's the kid's name that is on there now on the Nuggets? Uh, man, that comes off the bench.
3: Not Torrey Craig.
2: No, the guard, the point guard.
3: Oh, Monty Morris? The other one. Oh. Oh, well, they moved Beasley, Malik Beasley.
2: No, yeah. The, the...
3: Who am you... I missing?
2: Uh, let me find him. I, don't know. Oh, I feel bad not remembering his name. Um, He had like a really good second half of the year. Dozier. Dozier.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. My bad, PJ. My bad.
2: Yeah, yeah. Mine, mine too, because I do like Dozier. I think he is like a... He's a subtle upgrade to Dozier if he plays how, you know, people were expecting him to play. Um I think he could be a more explosive bench guy for the Nuggets that I think they kind of miss. I think I like how Morris is a really good general off the bench, but when he's not out there and they kind of play like this we don't know who's playing point guard kind of thing. I think R.J. Hampton, who is really, really fast, I think he might be one of the fastest guys in the draft, um, provides them more of a up-and-down game that they miss pretty much with everybody. I'd, I'd like to see him go coast-to-coast coast in there without Jokic where they don't have to wait, which is something we both uh, – Talked about last season them having to wait for everybody every time down court I think he's someone who doesn't have to wait. He's just a open floor kind of player. Um, I Think he could be really interesting for them. That's all I don't know if he's an immediate impact because the Nuggets are really good obviously, but I think he is a really really nice pickup Nice pickup.
3: Yeah, I like that. There's no pressure on him to like really be anything right away Yeah. Yeah Uh, but but I also I don't know I'm not confident that he could be an upgrade over Dozier.
2: I'm not I'm not confident, but I'm Cause interested. Because he's kind of got the
3: same offensive questions for me.
2: Mhm. All right. He's just so much more athletic than Dozier. Yeah,
3: that's fair, but but I think Dozier's a little bit bigger than him.
2: Yeah, he is. I think so uh, too. He's,
3: but Dozier's been in the league for a bit, so we'll see. He's definitely got a put some muscle on.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah.
3: Cuz one thing that's Dozier can hold his own even when he's playing bad.
2: Yep. He he can.
3: Yeah. You know, when we saw we saw when Porter Jr didn't want to play defense, the Nuggets sucked. Yep. So they they got everybody that comes in for them at their best is competing on both ends. Yeah. Uh, so so Hampton's gonna have some pressure on him when he does play.
2: Yep. Okay. Well, who do you, who else do you like first round?
3: I I really liked uh, Tyrese Maxey to to Philly. Mm-hmm. He's kind of a, a bench spark, or he can be a bench spark for them. Yep. Uh, from what I saw, he was a very very creative attacker kind of a like a guy who could create something out of nothing yep uh and, and I just think Philly overall is trying to build depth yeah uh, we'll get into their roster moves a little bit later but but I think this guy could come in and even if he doesn't shoot the ball well right away uh he was a guy who hit big shots mm-hmm so I think his confidence is gonna is gonna help that bench out quite a bit. Yeah. And another guy I loved later in the draft, uh, Peyton Pritchard for Boston. Yeah, sleeper pick. Yeah. Exactly what they need, I think. Uh, first, this is the only guy I'm familiar with that's like a vet, a college vet.
2: Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Uh,
3: and that's one I mean, thing that's. Time. Because a lot of these guys, like we said, don't have a ton of experience, there's a lot of questions about them. Mm-hmm. I I saw enough of Pritchard to kind of know his game. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of Brogdon in him. Okay. He's, he knows... He kind of knows his own athleticism.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: under control, he's a competitor. He's a, a tough shot maker. So I think he... Again, he's a guy who could come in and lift a, a bench that's at times non-existent. Yeah, and he's going to get to play a lot with with star you know star players. Yeah, yeah. So I think he's a I think he could be a huge upgrade over Wanamaker.
2: I was I was thinking like a, a better shooting T.J. McConnell maybe because uh, he he's definitely a fighter. I mean, he'll come in and like really give yes. you a hundred and ten percent all game. And I mean, and he's knockdown. Knockdown shooter.
3: Yeah, I think I think he's good enough to even play alongside uh Wanamaker at times.
2: I think he is too because I think Wanamaker is hard for them to um replace because of his you know, his uh strength. He's so strong defensively. Um High IQ
3: player, too.
2: Yeah, and very high IQ. I think uh, Pritchard, he may be suspect defensively at first. I think he may – he's probably someone that can improve over time. But I do think he would be with Winermaker a lot of the times. Or, I mean, they have smart, too, so maybe not.
3: I just think he could fit. I think he's enough of a – like an all-around guard. Mm Mm-hmm. To kind of be plugged in and just help their bench. Because Edwards Edwards doesn't really fit to what they do.
2: No, he doesn't.
3: Uh, but I think this guy's a lot more of a fit.
2: Um, did you see much of Malachi Flynn's highlights? No. I mean, he is a scoring machine, dude. I mean, and he went to the Raptors. I mean, he's small. But, man, if you, if you were thinking about losing Van Vliet, I, I feel like uh, this is one of the best picks they could have made based off what I saw. I didn't see a lot of their, their games. I mean, uh, he, they went 26-0 and to start the last season. Um, he was averaging 18-5-5, 37% shooting from threes. He has a really nice range, really good D. I mean, I... I think he's a really, really, really good backup for Van Vliet, um, just in case they did lose him. I think he's definitely a sleeper in the draft. Even before the draft, I saw people saying he was going to be a sleeper. So that's someone I I definitely want to watch out for him. I'll say this, too, about the Knicks picks. I hate all of them, to be honest. I'll, I'll just start. I'll th- I like Obi. He's cool. But after that, I don't want to talk about any other Knicks picks for the rest of the draft. That's They're fair. all weak, weak, or just, just completely random. How many point guards can we have on the team? How many? Yeah. This is like our four. We got Emmanuel quickly, who I like, but he's like the fourth draft. He's the fourth rookie, um, point guard we've had. Like, not rookie, but young rookie, uh point guard we've had in like the last five years how many point guards are we gonna get
3: and not yeah, get we're a vet just gonna keep swinging until we get a hit it's trash
2: all right second round second round
3: i don't really have much i think uh i think it's interesting with with golden state's injury i think uh nico manian is gonna get a chance to play yeah uh I'm concerned you with his size, but I liked I like some of the shots he was creating.
2: He's a good shot creator. You see him doing that in the NBA?
3: Um if if in the perfect world, yes. Okay. But I like I like he gets a better chance in my eyes because because of the Warriors' play style. Uh-huh. So I, I think it could help him out.
2: Okay. Um I really liked Kmart Jr going to the Rockets. I I think he's going to be fun to watch. I mean, we already know what his dad was. Fun to watch. He's 6-7. He's super strong. Obviously crazy bounce. Loves to play defense, blocks shots. I mean, he's one of those undersized forwards that is going to be just all over the court. Um so I'm excited to see what he does, especially now that the Rockets are making a lot of moves. I think they're going to be a place where a rookie is going to get some playing time early, uh, especially the beginning of the season right after these moves. So, um, I'm curious to see that. I'm also curious to see the Juco guy going to the nets. Probably isn't going to play at all, but (laughs) which guy Jay scrub.
3: Didn't he get traded to, uh, To the Clippers? Oh, did he? I'm pretty sure he got traded for another pick. For the, um, the Shamit? No, no, no. I think he was a separate. He was for maybe for Perry? Because they drafted Perry, but I think they traded him for Scrub.
2: Okay, okay. Either way, wherever he is, I definitely want to see what he does because he is a scoring machine, man.
3: I'm excited, man. I want to see him on the Clippers. Yeah, I would like that. Yeah, I I really think he could assuming he could guard people, I think he could contribute quite a bit.
2: Yeah, I think so too. Um I think that's all that I have. Oh, I I like the Bucks getting Jason uh no, Jordan Nora from Louisville. Yeah. I think that was a sleeper cuz I really liked his game. I think he was strong, he was had really good size, athletic, he played hard. He's really energetic. Um, I really like what he did for Louisville. I think I think he's a nice pick for the Bucks. I think he's exactly what fits into the Bucks' uh, game. Their intensity. Uh, I got I, you. That's really all I got, though.
3: Yeah, man. Th- this is a draft where, like, I'm hoping we come back to it five years from now and and look back on a lot of quality players.
2: Yeah,
3: uh, I, I'm not expecting most of these guys to become stars
2: Mm-hmm,
3: but I do expect a number of these guys to be contributing players
2: Yeah, we've had a couple drafts like that recently Where, um, you know, it was a lot of just really good role players in the draft.
4: Yeah
2: Uh, do you did you see the list of the undrafted um pickups?
3: Uh, no
2: uh, some of the main ones, Nuggets getting Marcus Howard scoring machine out of Marquette. I love it. Uh, Lakers getting Xavier Simpson, the really strong point guard out of Michigan. I like that, uh, especially since they're dropping Quinn Cook as of like a few hours ago. Um, Knicks getting Miles Powell, my favorite move they made so far and is an undrafted player. Um, let's see who else. Uh, a lot of these, I don't see a lot of other names that I recognize. Um, the Timberwolves getting Hagen's from Kentucky. Uh, I, I think that's really it as far as um the big names. Devin Dotson from Kansas is going to Chicago. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, Marcus Howard. The season he had for him to go undrafted, bro. Yeah, (laughs) and to Denver, Denver has had the best drafts. I mean, I think their most recent draft was amazing. The last two drafts were really good. Getting bowl, who you know emerged in the bubble games, and obviously Porter Jr., who's we saw what he did. Uh, They've been drafting really well lately. Um, So I, I'm i thinking I like their picks I do
3: I like their yeah, picks man. for Rich, this year. Just keep getting richer
2: Yeah And Miles yeah, Powell a team,
3: They're a team oh, who emerges as contenders And have so much flexibility
2: Yes Yes and they're getting And that's one thing too about Like you said flexibility They have the flexibility to get just a pure score And just figure out what they're going to do Opposed to how we felt about the magic in Cole Anthony, the Nuggets yeah. can do that because they could just say, all right, well, we don't need that necessarily, but we can limit how much we use him because our team is just that good. Um, yes, yeah, I, I guess that's really all I got as far as draft and undrafted goes.
3: You want to get into the. Yeah, we got to get into some of these they they they're having quite an impact, I think. Yeah, so far, where do you want to start there? Let's start with the big one. The Bucks got Drew. The Bucks did
2: win the sweepstakes for Drew Holiday.
3: He turned out to be more expensive than I thought.
2: Yeah, let's talk about that. Would you? What do you feel about that?
3: I really don't like that they had to give up George Hill.
2: I don't either. Both uh... point guards they have.
3: Yeah, because now Drew is in the position to, like, control the game. Uh, I think we talked about this last week or the week before. Drew Holiday, to me, was an upgrade, but he wasn't exactly who I was looking for for them. Right. Uh, And to me now, you put him in a position to kind of play away from his strength. Yep. He's not really a control the game, get everybody involved, uh, you know, control the pace. He doesn't really do that. Right. And to me, George Hill was a guy who who did that for your second unit, which is oftentimes even more important. Yeah. So so I think I I just I'm concerned that he doesn't specifically fix... They're playoff issues. Mhm. He's I mean, by default he's an upgrade over Bledsoe. But now I have more questions about your second unit.
2: Right. And and also one thing we both expressed the Bucks needing is someone who can take the ball out of Giannis's hands. And I don't see Drew really doing that much. Right. I mean, he can, but again, like we said, it's just not it's not that big of an upgrade to the team. Him doing that,
3: it's just weird. He he to me, just just imagining how he plays and how Middleton plays in the playoffs. That's going to be a disaster. Mm-hmm. Just from what how I've seen both of them play over the last like two years. Yeah, I mean, like, just it does. It's not going to work. They they don't. They don't benefit playing off ball off of inferior players, right? And to me, I just again, you're if you keep the ball in Giannis's hands, you're limiting both of those guys. Yeah, you are. So I just the one the one thing they have no excuse to not be vicious defensively.
2: Mm-hmm. I agree with that.
3: They're usually number you know top five. But yeah. they they if they're not top three next year, I'm call, I might be calling for Budenholzer's job.
2: Well, I I don't think he changes their defense that much. Do you? I, I mean, think they, he makes they it lose, better. they lose two defenders and get one.
3: But but I think Holiday is significantly more elite than both of them.
2: betzel was all defense, but Holiday was too. I think again,
3: it's it's the playoff. Performances with Bledsoe,
2: right? Bledsoe
3: in the playoffs, forgets he how to like.
2: Takes when their the defense. game
3: is out of control, Bledsoe is at his worst. Uh huh. Yep. Holiday doesn't do that.
2: Yeah, he's he's definitely. I would say Holiday's probably top three steady players in the league as far as yes, his consistency,
3: effort wise. In in back to back years, every time the Bucks play bad, they like they make it look like worse. Yeah. And a lot of that is just bad decision-making from your point guard who shouldn't even really have the ball. Right. So I think it's a huge upgrade of of just play style. But I don't think it's enough. It's not the right upgrade to me. I agree. Especially with losing. I mean, the picks, I don't know how that's going to play out. But losing George Hill, I think, is going to hurt them a lot.
2: I do too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what else? Uh,
3: I I mean I love the Lakers officially getting uh, uh Schroeder. Yeah, me too. For uh, I think, Green, I I'm gonna run with the assumption that they're losing Rondo because supposedly he's really interested in the Clippers now.
2: Yeah, I've seen him interested in the Clippers and the Hawks for some reason, but yes, I have seen him.
3: Uh, but I think Schroeder is. If you're losing Rondo, Schroeder is a perfect upgrade.
2: Yeah, I think he's the best you can do. Honestly. Uh, I and mean, I think... Better score.
3: To me, he, just, he gives them a dynamic that they're going to need next year. And what's that? Because he's going to be able to elevate them even when LeBron and AD are kind of out of it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that those first 30 games... LeBron's showing up for, like, maybe 15 of them. Yeah. So you're going to need a guy who just elevates the rest of the roster.
2: And they're probably losing Bradley, too, apparently. And, I mean, to lose Danny Green, Bradley, and Rondo, you know. I mean,
3: they, I'm not sure they're going to pay KCP. Right. They don't so have I think to. Their, roles, their role squad could look significantly different next year.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And... and no matter what that looks like, I think Schroeder helps him out a ton.
2: Yeah, I think so, too. Yep. Okay. Let's talk about the second big one, CP to the Suns. Yes. I mean, we talked about that for a long time, how bad the Suns needed a point guard. And they got the V point guard. Um, They gave up a lot for it, though. Another expensive one, first-round pick. Uh, Ty Jerome, Jalen Leck, uh, Kelly Oubre, and Ricky Rubio. But got Abdel Nader, who's a good bench guy. Serviceable uh, um, bench guy.
3: I mean, Ubre's definitely a loss, but they they showed that Ubre's not a, a make-it-or-break-it player for them. Right. Uh, they go they got other guys who bubble. could potentially fill that. Yeah, Yep but i just i i mean i love the the idea for for phoenix yeah me too to kind of just commit to that backcourt and and fit everybody else around that yep and, and i mean cp even if cp is not not what he was in okc just this past year mm-hmm. i think he makes Ayton significantly better oh yeah, yeah. Uh, i think he he gets I wouldn't be surprised if Aiton, at times, seems like their primary option. Yeah. Uh, because I imagine, I, I think Monty Williams is creative enough to kind of mix mix and match who he plays through. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, it, it's the first time I've been excited about Phoenix in a long time. Yeah, me too. Do I think they're a contender? No. I, I don't think they're deep enough uh booker isn't experienced enough but i think they're an exciting western team man and i think they belong in that like fight for eight seed teams yeah they easily belong in that tier
2: yeah for sure i think they're i mean i think they're a playoff i mean very close to a playoff lock to me at this point if they kept
3: Ubre, they would have been a definitive lock Yes. Yes, I agree. Uh, yep. I'm. That's right now. That's my only curiosity: is who's gonna give them something consistent as a wing?
4: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: and I don't know the answer to that, but I'm, I'm still excited for for their potential. Yeah.
2: Yep. Okay. Um, Covington to the Blazers for Ariza.
3: I mean, what what did you think? I love it. I I love it for Portland.
2: I love it. Love it. he should retire. Honestly, I mean, he doesn't want to play. Didn't want to go to the bubble. Then wants to wear a Lakers jersey while watching the game. I mean, just just end it, reason, Seriously, back on the Rockets, yeah, it, he got traded again. I think right to the Pistons, maybe. I'm yeah, not to sure. the Pistons. He got traded to the Pistons. I mean, Covington is exactly what they need. Um great shooter, block down defender. He plays hard every night. He has no attitude. Um he just he's just a great fit for a lot of teams. Good I think size. he fits everywhere. Yeah, and, and you know he's someone that if they do keep Carmelo, he's someone that is like a three four like they play with two three fours. So yes. like whatever Carmelo isn't doing, yes. Covington is going to be doing, which is great. Especially yeah, since he played center this season.
3: <laughs> you know what's interesting? Covington's one of those, like, I don't trust him to consistently make shots. Uh-huh. But, like, he's going to make that one in somebody's eye.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: And I think, like, the Blazers, we saw it with Gary Trent. The Blazers yeah. need like their bench needs to hit like the the, the Norman Powell shots.
2: Yes, absolutely.
3: Uh, because we know Lillard, we know McCollum could go, but when they're like when their role players make big plays, yeah, the team just plays better.
2: And in the year before last, they had that with Rodney Hood, and you know this last this season he was hurt all season, that yeah. really hurt, um, but. And they may be losing Rodney Hood again, but Covington is definitely that guy. That corner, you know, Dame drives, and that corner shot is open yes. a lot. And, you know, Melo hit a couple of them this year, but Covington, he would be that guy. And he's the guy you have in defensively when Melo isn't in defensively at the end of the game. Yeah,
3: man. And they there's no more excuse for them to not rebound and not defend oh absolutely i mean i thought last year they picked up pieces to improve and they didn't i mean the fact that this is a team who we thought they needed help rebounding they pick up hassan whiteside of all people
2: and and, shot, and um rim protecting
3: right and they yeah. get Nurkic back yep and they got worse <laughs> yep took worse shots so I, I love the pickup, but to me, if if Covington like unravels there, I, I'm I am going in on Portland next year.
2: It has to be on Stotts.
3: Stotts Stotts has to go, dude. If they're if they can't get consistent role production midseason, get him out of here.
2: And and Damian, you know, almost had an MVP caliber season at for the whole probably second half of the season and they still didn't get better nope Um, so i mean it's like i don't know i'm sure it's frustrating for dame because he's playing amazing and there's nothing he can do to improve the team because it's everywhere else on the team um
3: there's just no there's no on-court leadership when when people aren't playing well
2: right there isn't There is isn't, and the thing is, Dame is a, is a good emotional leader probably, but they need a, they need that, um, you know, on X's and O's leader on the team. Like, I don't see, like, Damian doesn't really like call a different play, run a completely different play for somebody else, you know, when he's not playing well. It's like, they just give it to Nurkic and try to get out the way. But yeah. they need someone to say, you know what, like, nah, we, we got a different play. We're doing this. And just, you know, move the ball and get better shots. Dame yeah. has to take a tough shot, and it just brings everyone out of the rhythm. And then Nurkic, we talked about his shot selection was disgusting all season.
3: Yeah, man. And I just think they need, like, an effort leader to, to yeah. in a simpler way. I Like, I agree that their just execution is often atrocious – yeah, but again, when you put two seven footers out there and guards are are back tap, the other team's guards are back tapping like they're Tyson Chandler.
2: <laughs> yeah, like Rondo that... was back tapping on them.
3: <laughs> yeah, Danny Green, KCP. Like, come on. Yeah, that to me, I think Covington could fit that. Yep, uh, I he wish... showed me in Houston that he could do that.
2: I wish they could have got like a Draymond Green. Or someone like that. I think
3: Covington is similar to that,
2: but it's these situations where you see how valuable guys like Draymond are, specifically Draymond. But you see guys like that. You see the value in teams like the Blazers. Um, But I hate that.
3: I hate that. Like, I'm I'm basically describing they need a competitor, is is who they need.
2: Yes, they need Uh, a competitor that isn't a point guard, for once. Cause no one else competes other than Dame,
3: some games like a hustle plays competitor, absolutely. And and, and Cummington with with his big shot making ability, I think. Like you said, him and Mello on opposite corners with with Dame kind of finding whoever's open. Yeah. I think that's that's gonna be lethal. Tough. Yep.
2: Okay. Um. Let's see. What are the big ones? I thought
3: Seth Curry for Josh Richardson is a big move.
2: Very, very big. Very big. I'm not surprised. You know, I I had no confidence in Josh Richardson last season. And, you know, he didn't do much for them. Obviously, losing Ben, like Ben and Embiid, um, I mean, Simmons and Embiid played, like, minimal games actually together on the court last season. So, it kind of was a raw deal for Josh Richardson, but, you know, I never really thought he was that great of a fit, but I really like Seth on that team. I like Seth, and I like Danny.
3: Yeah, man. Their bench, they addressed exactly what their problems are. Yeah. They did. They're not, they didn't do kind of what Portland does and like, make strides but maybe not really like make the the difference that they need Mm -hmm. i think philly is no longer we're not coming into this upcoming year and saying philly's bench is going to be you know one of the worst benches in the league
2: right because um also part before the seth and josh trade we got danny green and terrence ferguson to the 76ers for al horford yes so they co- completely commit to Embiid being the only big man on the whole roster, <laughs> but they commit to having some shooters off the bench, and I think Terrence Ferguson is a solid bench guy. I do, especially for a team where he doesn't have to do much but streak, which I would hope. I mean, I would like to see Ben Simmons with Terrence Ferguson trailing on the on a break. I mean, it,
3: you're higher on him than I am.
2: I mean, he's he'll give you some dunks. That's he all he needs to do on that team. He will, if nothing else. Uh, I love Danny Green defensively. I, I I'd like to see what they, who they go with as the starters now, though.
3: I would assume it's Danny Green.
2: And but they lose two starters. They lose Horford and Richardson.
3: Well, Horford was like a in for somebody starter anyway. So would they go Simmons, uh, Simmons, Green, Tobias. Mm. It would have been Horford. He was the he was the starting power forward. All right, bring it back. Tobias at four. Uh they need a. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's
2: why I'm curious just, to see what the starting I, five I'm is I'm really now.
3: scared, and I hope Doc isn't stupid enough to start Shake Milton. No. Cause that, Dybul, probably. That just that just wasn't it.
2: They'll start Dybul over Shake Milton.
3: Thaible, I think, could if Dybul makes the progression as far as being a, a shooting player. Yeah. That could be it right there. I like it. I like it so far. I just it's um, not gonna matter to me. Like I'm not, I'm not blaming Tobias Harris for sucking, you know, as the reason why they get eliminated. No, Embiid and Simmons gotta control the show.
2: Yeah, I think I think Simmons has to control the show, and I think Embiid needs to actually trust his teammates. Yeah, um, because Embiid one on five is ugly, and it just, I mean, it just doesn't work.
3: In, it doesn't. In, like what we just saw in them getting swept with kind of Embiid versus the Celtics. Yeah. They have enough depth now to where it doesn't have to be Embiid against the Celtics.
2: But it will be. And, and that's the problem.
3: If if that's the problem, then they have difficult offseason decisions to make.
2: The thing is, they still don't have, you know, I still think they needed a ball handler. And they, I don't know if they address that. I mean, I guess the, you know, the rookie, Maxi, right? I guess he addresses that to an extent?
3: Hypothetically, yeah.
2: Right, just hypothetically. And, you know, how good is he going to be as a rookie? You, you don't know. Um, so I, I still think that's going to be a problem for them. Because if it is just Embiid, I don't know who brings the ball up court and who has a good, you know, who really runs the show.
3: I think Seth could do it fine. Okay.
2: I think. I'm not confident in that, but I'll, Seth, I'll take it for Seth, now. Seth,
3: that's fair that you're not confident, but they finally have a backup point guard who, like, you can respect. Okay. I mean, like, I, I don't respect. uh Who's the overseas guy they just had? Oh. Oh. <laughs> trash kid Raul Neto oh Neto oh yeah like I don't respect him even when he scores I don't Mm -hmm. but Seth will get you 15 second quarter points if you're not guarding him
2: yeah but I've never seen him do that as the ball handler
3: really no not really in in Dallas he didn't do that he was the primary ball handler off the bench in Dallas he wasn't like a full time primary ball handler well, well, that, that's what i
2: That's what I think they're missing. Like, I don't want Shake and Seth on the court at the same time, trying to like play two guard offense. I I think that might be a disaster.
3: I, I think it's fine if Doc if Doc mixes Simmons and Embiid minutes kind of like what, what the Lakers do with LeBron and AD. Mm-hmm. It should be it should be good enough to overcome some of those deficiencies.
2: We'll see what happens. We'll see what Embiid shows up. That's the that's my big thing, which Embiid is going to show up. Is it going to be the, you know, triple double capabilities Embiid, or is it going to be the forty and 20 one assist Embiid? Because that doesn't help Seth at all if he's playing that. Because Seth, you know, what makes Seth a threat is the threat of kicking it back out to him. And if Embiid doesn't kick it out, I mean,
3: I'm just happy Philly is now in a position to, if they lose, it's Embiid and Simmons' fault.
2: I agree. I agree with that because yes. I, I don't think, I mean, hopefully Doc doesn't get the get any blame there. But I, mean, if I agree a with you. Complete
3: disaster as far as you know how the Clippers were. <laughs> yeah. Then yeah. Then yeah. I'm I'm gonna be looking at Doc. Yeah, but if if like you said, if Embiid can't play with other people, it it's gonna be glaring this this year.
2: Okay. Embiid should average how many assists a game? Four. Okay.
3: Just four. I mean Simmons is still kind of their their you know main playmaker, and and Seth gives you some of that. I think they're. Like some of their bench guys, like Thibault and, and Danny Green, even if he's a starter, they they give you that like basic drive and kick game,
4: mm-hmm.
3: and Tobias does that to an extent. Yeah, uh, so I think they should be fine offensively.
2: I, I think you have more confidence in Seth than I do, That's but I'm fair. I'll roll with it. I'll see what happens. I'm curious.
3: You know, my my concern is actually on the Dallas side with Josh Richardson. Because, what? because uh, hear me out.
2: Okay, I think he fits perfect for them.
3: Now, hypothetically, I the upside I think is is wild. Okay, like I think at his, at his best he could be like he could be exactly what they need to be a contender. Okay, but my the the, the tough thing for me is he came to Philly, and coming from Miami, he was like a like a. Like a slasher defender guard, uh-huh and he came to Philly and they needed him they needed perimeter playmaking from him right and he kind of struggled for a while like yeah. he shot the ball poorly he didn't he couldn't really create shots he didn't really have chemistry with with Simmons
4: mm-hmm.
3: and this is my thing like offensively he's gonna have to come into Dallas and realize he's not going to touch the ball very often. Yeah. And I don't I'm not sold on the fact that he can kind of be what what Hardaway Jr is, which is just a defender or a shooter and a defender. Yeah. So I just I'm a little bit concerned with how he's going to fit with Luka. I
2: I think I think he's going to be perfect. I think he's like a guard, you know, how Finney Smith, when he elevated his game, like, you know, his top level, his top level this season, I see that in Josh Richardson every night at the guard spot. Elite defending um for the, you know, compared to the rest of the team and, you know, knock down shots when you need it. I think he's a good. Um, do you trust him to knock down
3: shots, you know, on the Mavericks? reliably?
2: On the Mavericks, yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. But see, to me, on the 76ers, his issue was he got them so few and far between. It wasn't like a consistent thing. Like he sometimes, some games he'd get five open looks, and some nights he'd only get two. I think on Dallas, with Luka and Porzingis, he is a guaranteed four open looks a night, like every night. And it's it's just how they play because all the guys get those. But I think on Philly, it was like a because of how MB played, and even Simmons. Sometimes it, the rest of the role guys have such an inconsistent, inconsistent opportunities compared to a team like Dallas. Like you know, that's what made all of a sudden all these guys on Dallas got very consistent, like Finney Smith and like Hardaway and Seth and um, Trey Burke even. I think they just get consistent open looks for their role players. It's just how good Luka is, really.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I just...
2: That everybody eats thing did not exist on Philly. But no, it's like... You're right. It's like Luka gets the first plate, and then after that, everybody eats on <laughs> Dallas. Because he's he'll get... He averaged close to 10 assists, right?
3: Yeah, I think so.
2: I don't think Simmons and Embiid combined will average as many assists as uh, any two players with any other player with Luka on Dallas. And that's the, I think that'll be the big difference. I think he'll get
3: a lot lot of looks and a lot of cuts.
2: They'll spread the floor. I mean.
3: I just, I've seen him struggle. Even when Philly, like, looks for him, I've seen him struggle with the basic open shots.
4: Mm Mm-hmm.
3: And like if Dallas is going to fall back on him getting just basic open shots If he can hit him then then you're right
2: Yeah, we'll see I just think he'll, he'll get him more consistently I think he'll that's fair I just think, think this is gonna be a ready. year
3: where he has to prove to me that he's a reliable three-point shooter
2: Gotcha. I gotcha.
3: Yeah
2: um How do you feel about uh, Horford on the Thunder? I mean, it's good. The Thunder got rid of. They got rid of Rubio quick after that trade. They got James Johnson for Rubio, odd pickup, but I'm not mad at it. Then they got. um, Looks like they're gonna get rid of Ubre at the moment. Um, so they're basically back at square one. But then they add Al Horford to the team. I mean, and who I, who are they really start at point guard now?
3: Shea, I guess. Okay. I, I don't know, man. They looking at them a little bit deeper. They did lose a lot.
2: They lost a lot. Uh, CP. They'll lose C.P. Nader, Ferguson, um, Schroeder, and then get James Johnson and Al Horford only.
3: It's just weird. I mean, and they're probably going to lose Gallinari. Yeah. Uh, But I wouldn't be surprised if they're kind of committing to the draft picks. They
2: got a lot of draft picks, yeah. I like what they did in the draft. I didn't uh, mention that, but I really liked it.
3: So th- this is a team who, in in two drafts, they could stock up on like a whole roster. Yeah. Uh, so They'll I. They'll have think a they, lot of picks. I think they're going to be playing around with their roster for a number of years moving forward.
2: Okay. Um. You care about Shamit going to the Nets?
3: I do. I Shamit on the Nets. I don't really care for. Uh-huh. uh but I think Kennard on the clippers is a nice little boost for them
2: really I do you like that better than Shamo going to the nets
3: for sure <laughs> okay I mean Explain. Shamit to me Shamit is like a trash version of Joe Harris is he not <laughs> okay he's a little bit more of a uh, okay okay he's a little bit more of a slasher.
2: I will. I'll take him handling the ball over Joe Harris every day, all day, every day. That's
3: cap. I he, I completely disagree. Shamit, what is I'll, Shamit doing with the ball?
2: I'm calling a timeout if Joe Harris ever brings the ball up court. Okay, I'm cool with Shamit. But Joe the Harris ball up
3: knows, court. like Joe Harris knows how to play, like run offenses. Shamit used to be point guard until the NBA. Every, every time I've seen him be put in a point guard position, he looks like a disaster.
2: For the Clippers?
3: Everywhere. I was going to say, every point guard on the Clippers was a disaster. But I think, but but this is why I like Kennard for them, because Kennard is like a hybrid of, he's like a bench playmaker, but more of just a pure shooter.
2: <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you, man. I don't think Kennard is ever getting in the game for the Clippers. I want him to. But I don't think he's gonna play. I don't. I really don't. <laughs> I just. I love Carnard. I agree with you. I think he would be a great boost. I just don't think he's
3: gonna play. But they need. To me, they need exactly what he did for Detroit last year. I think so too. Yeah. Which is like, uh, if I'm hot, you could play through me for a couple minutes. Yeah. But I'm also like, I could play off these talented players and make basic shots. Right. Shamet couldn't Shamet couldn't do any of the basic role player skills that the Clippers needed. And and you could say it's all Docs or all Kawhi or whoever's fault. But I think Kennard, even if they continue that dysfunction, fits fits into it much better than Shamit ever did.
2: Okay. I'm, I'm I'm, not mad at that, and I don't know if it's—I'm not going to blame Doc, per se, but I don't know if it's—if uh, Shamit was a victim of how the team played or if he really just wasn't good.
3: But he couldn't hit—I know he, he couldn't hit open shots. I know it's hard to do that when you're getting them sparingly, but, like, he just—for long stretches, he couldn't make shit.
2: Yeah, you're right. And like I am expecting Canard to hit those. Yeah. If he gets them.
3: Like, Josh Richardson, like you said, didn't get a lot of touches at times. But he still made shots.
2: Yeah. No, I Shame agree. It's couldn't a, do any it's of a that. big difference. It's a big difference,
3: yeah. And this it is, is – the concern should be defensively. But, but, I mean, they suck defensively when they were stacked.
2: But you know the other thing. I don't know what Shamit's role was on the Clippers at all. He Not was a, one. He
3: was he was supposed to be a three and D. Well, but every time I watched them, they passed it to him like he was a playmaker.
2: Right, they passed it to him like he was a playmaker, and then he acted like he wasn't supposed to do that or something. <laughs> yes. it, So hopefully...
3: It was just an utter mess.
2: It was. And I don't want to... I understand how all the blame could be put on him. But I think Kennard would be successful if given the right role. But I think Shamit would have been successful with the right role too. I think if he gets a good role on the Nets, I I think he could be really successful. But um, the Nets are just OD, man. I mean, how many... They have, like, all solid NBA players on the entire roster at this point. There's, like, not one dud on the team. From top to bottom.
3: I mean, do you want to talk about Harden, by the way? Because that that was a new thing.
2: Him demanding to go to the
3: Nets? This is, like... He just proved that he's a loser, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. He specifically picked the Nets... And, and and KD like KD proved how much of a, like a bitch he is. There's yeah. no shot, no shot Harden just like Brooklyn is just a place he wanted to go. He, you know damn well he got on the fall with his boy. KD was like, "Yo, we got we got a squad here." Bro, you come through, we going we going to break these narratives that I'm soft. That Kyrie's selfish, that you're, you're soft, like you're selfish. we going to make it work.
2: <laughs> They're just going to have a <laughs> three-headed monster of selfishness, huh?
3: Dude, I, what I just, a disaster of an idea.
2: I can't imagine that team having fun.
3: Like I No I, shot.
2: They'll win games, obviously, because they probably have... They may have the three best one-on-one scorers in the league. <laughs> but... They'll probably lead the league in shot clock violations <laughs> because they'll all dribble way too much.
3: Lead the league in unassisted field goals.
2: Lead the league in unassisted field goals. Lead the league in turnovers. Um, and I just I mean, but they'll still probably beat teams by forty sometimes. I I don't know, man. I I can't say that I hate it,
3: but I, I know it. I won't want to watch it. I hate it. To me, Harden and Kyrie will not work. Oh, for sure. Like, like we Westbrook and Harden could make it work because Westbrook can be uh, like a random guy out there for stretches. Yeah. And because of how how much he flies around, you know, forget the playoffs for a second. He can he can contribute in other ways.
2: And Westbrook is a good kickout passer.
3: Yes. Kyrie is not. Has have Grant you ever seen not. Kyrie be a good player without the ball? Over no. the last five years. How long has he been in the league? Seven. Seven. Over
2: the last seven years, I haven't seen. It. I didn't see the Duke.
3: Eight. I haven't seen him in the league, and no. Harden. I mean, unless Harden magically plans to transform into his twenty twelve self, mm-hmm. that's not happening.
2: That would be wild if Harden came off the bench.
3: <laughs> the only I would be excited if they went Kyrie for Harden. I would too. Uh, I think uh, I think at this point Kyrie's more of a toxic presence than Harden is.
2: That would be a crazy twist though. It would. If Durant said, no, just give it a Kyrie.
3: That's my thing. Like just whatever they do to get Harden. KD better hit, better take that credit. If
2: if the Rockets in the proposed trade I saw, if the Rockets get what they think they're going to get and they keep Westbrook, they're a contender to me.
3: Oh yeah, if they get like LaVert, uh the the trade was
2: Allen, LaVert, Dinwiddie and um and Prince just for Harden and like some picks. If they have Westbrook, Allen, I mean, yeah, Westbrook, Allen, Dinwiddie, Levert, and Prince, with you know the guys they have, House, Tucker,
3: I mean, they're a good team, a really good team. Oh, really? They're like a much better OK, like Westbrook OKC version. Yeah, they are much yeah. like much better in every way.
2: Yep. Yeah. I mean, I I like that team. And if they do that, I, if I and I'm Westbrook, I would definitely consider staying, after that.
4: Yeah. If they
2: do do that, I
3: can't. I that's... can't wait to watch Brooklyn go in the playoffs next year.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too.
3: I cannot. It, it'll
2: wait. be fun. Fun to see. I'd like to, you know, I'd like to see what people are betting their seed is gonna be. Um. How do you feel about the Warriors getting Oubre? Possibly? This is just I like they're it. nearing
3: a deal while we speak. I like it a lot. I mean, uh, we didn't really talk about you know Clay. Uh, Clay's out for the season again. Tearing his Achilles on his other leg. Yep. And uh, I mean, to the people that think like he rushed back, it's been over a year. I
2: don't know. I mean, he had the commercial of how,
3: talking like, about how long it was
2: taken. Did you see that?
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's he waited the time frame that you need to wait. Yeah. He just he has that, and this is a fear every time. Every time I've come off major surgery and any other person who comes off of like major leg surgery, you're gonna yeah. favor the other leg. Yep. And that's just like a natural, natural thing that's very hard to train yourself away from. Yeah. Uh, And it just, it happens, man. It's just like injuries just happen sometimes. Yep. You know, I I hope he comes back, but I mean, seeing him, I know he's still going to be able to hit shots, but the defense is going to be gone. Yeah. Gone. And I just feel bad that he doesn't, he doesn't get enough credit for while Steph was transforming how the league played offense clay transformed uh what you expect out of a a role player
2: yeah he did absolutely
3: Uh, and and clay has been kind of the the perfect archetype for what a role player a role player guard should be yeah or like a guard wing hybrid but just there's not enough guys who take the defensive challenge like he did right And, and that's that's gonna be a huge loss for them.
2: Absolutely. I like Ubre there. I yeah. like Ubre and Wiggins together. Actually,
3: this is gonna be a year, man. Steph has a lot to prove. Yeah. You know he's got a lot of doubters that don't really believe in him as the like a star player because he had all the pieces around him. This is this is gonna be his first time since the Warriors' early days that he has to kind of. He has to be the centerpiece of how they play. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just don't think they have enough scoring talent to do, like, run through Draymond full-time. No. Uh, Steph is going to have to be nuclear for them to consistently win games.
2: I will say this. There's still a lot of free agency time. you got some teams that are dumping everybody. I think Wesley,
3: Wesley Matthews could be a nice placeholder for him.
2: West Matthews is a nice placeholder for him for sure. The Knicks just, you know, dropped. Let me just name them off. Damian Dotson, who did well for them. Taj Gibson, Alfred Payton, Wayne Ellington. Theo Pinson, who cares about that? Bobby Portis is a nice pickup for a lot of teams. Um, Yeah, we'll, Wayne
3: Ellington is, is a really good one. He is. He's a sleeper pickup.
2: Uh, let's look around the league. Rivers is unrestricted free agent
3: no that's not it
2: bradley's an unrestricted free agent yeah the
3: lakers guys i was gonna say i would overpay kcp if i was them
2: he's an the option yeah
3: you know obviously it depends on what def- how you define overpay or how he does but if he's not if he doesn't break the bank i would get him
2: mm-hmm. i mean you got van vliet that's still out there I mean, there's a lot of guys that are, I mean, Gallinari is going to be out there. Rondo's out there. Bogdanovich is a restricted free agent, but he's available. It's a lot of time left, and it's going to be a lot of moves still. Hayward is a free agent. Hayward would be kind of decent for them for a year. I don't know if I'd sign him to a multi-year deal, but for a year I wouldn't mind Hayward there.
3: I don't Um, know if many teams are going to commit to Hayward for more than two years.
2: Yeah, I'm thinking so too. Since is he he's coming off an injury now, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, that's ugly. Knicks, <sighs> please, please do not get Hayward, man.
3: Ben Fleet and Hayward.
2: <laughs> I, I promise you, if they do that, I'm banning the Knicks.
3: That's talking.
2: <laughs> that's a promise.
3: I did wanna I I forgot I forgot to talk about like we, we mentioned briefly Rondo wanting to go to the Clippers. Yeah. And, and I got a a lot of hypothetically that sounds like the perfect fit. Mm-hmm. I watched the Lakers this past year probably more than any other team.
2: Uh huh. There's they were a couple on TV other teams probably
3: in DC. More than any team. Uh I've, Portland I saw a ton. Houston I saw a ton. Yeah. Uh, Boston, I saw a ton, but, but the Lakers, I think I saw more than anybody, and I really don't think Rondo would fit them as well as they think. The Lakers, the Clippers. Okay. Again, the playmaking kind of floor general, I I, I get it. Yeah, but he really he wasn't th- that consistent with that job for the Lakers.
2: Right. And he because their to... best player is a playmaker. Right.
3: And, and on the Lakers, he got away with basically not playing defense. Because mm-hmm. he did like the, I'm going to reach so my Twin Towers can protect me back there. Yeah. And the Cl- he's not going to be able to play like that on the Clippers. Right. They're going to need him, if he goes there, they're going to need him to be a stable presence and he's not a stable presence. Right. He's he's a uh, you know nothing's going but Rondo is going to carry us tonight. Right. Or everything is clicking, but it looks good not great. Rondo makes it look great. Yeah. But this is a team this is a team who couldn't get stops when it mattered. Rondo doesn't mm-hmm. help that. Nope. This is a team who guys demanded the ball when they weren't really producing with it. Right. Rondo if Rondo gets in the way of that, you're limiting some of the talent.
2: Yeah, I agree.
3: So I just think their talent their their talent isn't really built for Rondo to elevate it like people think. hmm Uh so I, I just that's kind of my thoughts on it. I, I just don't think Rondo going to the Clippers would be such a match made in heaven, as people seem to think.
2: I completely agree. I think that the Clippers, I think, you know, we talked about Drew Holiday. I think he would have been perfect for the Clippers because how they play, they need someone who can be a point guard but doesn't have to be a ball handler. Obviously, because Kawhi is going to have the ball for 20 out of the 24 seconds of the shot clock, like he did last season unless Lou makes a big change, if Kawhi plays like he did at all last season, there is no use in having a point guard who's a good passer because they're not an assist-making team. You know, having Rondo who's capable of getting 15 assists a night or, you know, eight assists in a short amount of playing time, it doesn't help them but, because he's not going to get assists. You you don't get assists to Kawhi because Kawhi, I mean— how he's changed his game over time. Kawhi's going (laughs) to take it, triple between the legs. He's going to bump the guy back down and take a weird (laughs) shot, you know, or bump the guy to the ground and take a wide open shot. But it it takes Rondo completely out of the game. And we talked about Drew. This is why I thought Drew would be good for them because Drew can play out of the game. He can be in the corner and you kick it to him and he'll make a quick drive to the basket or hit the shot or play just play good d for a good period of time and do nothing else but having rondo to do that is a waste because he's not good enough at anything other than passing to give you just something that's not passing if you're only going to get a part of rondo it might as well be his passing but if you're and that's how the clippers would have to have and a player i thought reggie jackson did pretty well for them because he didn't have to be on the court unless he wasn't scoring i mean otherwise he was just out there running around um and rondo i mean he's not going to score enough to make an impact there either so i mean i i definitely don't think it's a good match i think it's cool rondo goes there i I think he'll have some good nights
3: i think he helps them
2: yeah he's hard to hurt a team
3: yeah, but he doesn't fix. He's a guy like we've seen Rondo for you know pretty much his whole career. He he's a guy who elevates big men, he elevates shooters, and he elevates like the the high energy players. Yeah, Clippers are missing all of that.
2: <laughs> yep. I mean, and he's also someone who needs to be the ball dominant player on the court.
3: Yeah, or at least Kawhi, close to it. That's not gonna work. It's not, and with even with Paul George, I mean,
2: I mean, with Paul George and Kawhi, it's not going to work for Paul George. If they didn't have Kawhi, let's just say the Clippers didn't have Kawhi at all. I would like Rondo there because I saw what Paul George does with another point guard. He was a third in an MVP candidate. Yeah.
3: And, and with a I good think, point guard. I do think Rondo would elevate Montrezl, but... If, like if not to the point that Lou Will does. Mm-hmm. Because Lou Will is a scorer and a passer. Yeah. Because uh, Montrezl
2: is such a great garbage guy.
3: Yeah, I mean, he's a great
2: putback dunks. You
3: know, Rondo is more of like a specific shot creator. Yeah. Uh, and that doesn't. I don't think that caters to Montrezl's game.
2: It doesn't. And Montrezl isn't that great of a pick. Not that great of a screener that I would like to see with Rondo. I like Rondo with good screeners. And Montrezl's not that great of a screener. You know, Rondo used to have that nice wraparound pass. You know, the fake behind the back off the to the roll guy. And if Montrezl can't do that with space, which he doesn't get on the Clippers, it's worthless. I mean... I think they would be nice even... Um, getting George Hill. If George Hill gets dropped, he may be better yeah. for them than Rondo.
3: Yeah, it's just uh, the wild card with Rondo is. I mean, I'm obviously if he shoots like he did in the playoffs, I'm completely wrong.
4: Because mm-hmm.
3: if he could offset like some of that, him being a pure passer for for a guy who now is a pure passer but can hit big shots, mm-hmm. that completely changes the dynamic. But, but yeah, do but I trust the shots he was making all playoffs for the Lakers? No.
2: And I also I also think Rondo and Lou Williams in the game at the same time is a disaster.
3: It's just it's bad coaching is what that is. <laughs> right. But... And it would
2: have to happen at
3: some point. <laughs> I would be surprised Ty Lue's going to try shit.
2: If Ty Lue does that, he should get fired first year. If they Chauncey can't defend right
3: backup guards, Ty Lu should get fired. <laughs> for a guy who spent They're his career defend
2: backup guards.
3: defending guys. Yeah. If the Clippers can't stop backup guards next year, I'm 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 not even taking him seriously.
2: real quick, uh before we finish this segment, what team do you think would be best for uh well, go ahead. What team do you think is best for Rondo? Just do Rondo, Gallinari, and Hayward because those are the three top out of like the most recent uh, declines.
3: Hayward, uh, I would like a Utah reunion. Okay. I don't know now if he's still expensive. Then forget. I don't want him to go anywhere. Honestly.
2: <laughs> if he's still thirty-four million.
3: I mean, if he's if he's even like twenty five million, that's insane. Okay. But if I could get if I could get Hayward for a let's just say a fourteen million dollar contract, kind of like what Reddick gets. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little bit cheaper than Reddick, I'd I'd be willing to get him.
2: How different is Hayward and Gallinari to you as as players? Much
3: different. I think Gallinari is. He only helps your scoring. Uh-huh. Gallinari, he can help your starting your starting lineup score. He can help your backup score. But he just scores. Mm-hmm. I think Utah needs – because Utah has Bogdanovich, they really don't need Gallinari to just score. Right. Utah needs playmakers. Mm-hmm. And I think Hayward is a much better fit for that than Gallinari is. Okay like they need another Ingles who can, who's more of a more of a creative offensive threat. Mhm. And I think Hayward could fit that and there's not that pressure for him to like carry the bench. Yeah. There's not that pr- because we've seen with a limited bench they could be a top 4 seed or a 5 6 seed. Yeah. But they're going to need – they need a playoff. They they need a guy to come in in the playoffs and make plays for, you know, the backup players. Mm -hmm. Just create offense. Mm -hmm. And Hayward has a lot more upside with that than Gallinari does to me. Okay. Gallinari's a guy – I would like him in Philly.
2: Okay. I
3: like that. I think in Philly, he remember we kind of got stuck on the, like who would be their wing. Yeah, I think with with Gallinari, Tobias, and Embiid, you're like you're you're versatile but still really big. Yeah. Uh, so I think they could make that work pretty well. Okay. And who was the guard you said? Rondo. Oh, Rondo. Rondo's a weird one, man. He He's tough to just plug in. Yeah, he is. Uh, I mean, I know he's going to go to, like, a contender, but I would love to see him in Memphis.
2: Memphis, okay. Random uh, choice. I
3: think Memphis has a lot of, like, sneaky weapons that he could elevate.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, and I think he would play really well with Jaron Jackson. Okay. Obviously I'm not I'm not really sure how he would gel with Morant but I think he would force Morant to learn to play off ball more which I mm-hmm. think would benefit Morant as a long term kind of skill.
2: Would you like Rondo in Boston?
3: No. <laughs> okay. Cuz again, I need a team I need a team t- that can defend in spite of Rondo.
2: Okay, yeah, yeah. Because Rondo does
3: that shit, dude. He did that shit all year. He's like that veteran guard who, like, he'll, like, he doesn't fake an injury, but he'll just be like, oh, I'm too old to move my feet, so the guy could just go past me.
2: Stuff that CP should be doing, but doesn't.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, Tice already gets in foul trouble every night. Yeah. I mean if if Rondo's out there and just letting guys blow by him, Tice is not gonna last twenty minutes.
2: Yeah, I
3: agree. And I don't think like playmaking is not something Boston lacks. Mm-hmm. So I he's not he doesn't really help them in the ways that I think they need help.
2: I gotcha. Alright. Um, I hope I'm from now on. I'm looking to see what Golden State and Boston does. I want to know what Boston does with Hayward's contract money. Maybe Hayward opted out to take half of that for Boston to use for something else. Uh, I mean, we've seen guys do that. Maybe Hayward, you know, believes that he's not worth that much and says, you know, let me take half of that and you guys go get a center never know. Um, I doubt it, but I would like to see that happen. Um, You know what's interesting? I don't know what the Heat is going to do. Do you think the Heat are going to make any changes? I mean, Um, I know it's early. It's early. But right now, do you see anything that would help the Heat? Because I don't.
3: I wouldn't be surprised and this would be kind of a uh, I guess I would be surprised because it's kind of taking a risk but Mm -hmm. I I wouldn't be surprised if they they took a chance on some of the Brooklyn players in a trade? Uh, Yeah, and I think it would be more of just kind of an adjustment thing where they could Uh package a number of their role players for a number of Brooklyn's role players Yeah uh, but I think like a Karis Levert could be vicious with Jimmy Butler.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Uh,
3: and and even like obviously Allen would fit them great. I even think Dinwiddie could fit them really well.
2: I think Dinwiddie would be really nice for them.
3: I mean, you, take, you get Dinwiddie and you throw Kendrick Nunn out of the rotation for a little while.
2: I'd like to see them just actually have a point guard on the roster. Like a real one, I mean, Dragach fits that. He does absolutely. He absolutely. I would like that. I would like to see that happen with a definitely a Dinwiddie, someone who's a scorer as well as a point guard. Um, Yeah, um, I I also have my eye on the Hawks because the Hawks they have to do something. You know, because once Trey's contract is up, I don't know how they keep him at this point. You know, they have nothing. They just have nothing. I'd like to see what they try to do to pair with Trey. I hold Trey highly, but he can only do so much on that team. The roster is really bad, especially their guards. It's like Trey and no one else on the team as far as guards go. I like what they're doing in the front court. Collins, Capella. You know, I like the kid, um, Damian Jones from the Warriors. Uh, you know, they got Reddish. Um, they got Hunter from Virginia. But then you go to the guards, and the guards are. Is this bad? I like to see what moves they make.
3: Uh, other than that, man. Oh, one thing we did forget which was just kind of a big deal. Kind of a weird situation. Which one? The the Bogdanovich thing with Milwaukee.
2: Yeah, and it's getting investigated.
3: Yeah. By the NBA. Looking like a tampering thing apparently. Mm hmm. Uh I think not not getting Bogdanovich hurts Milwaukee quite a bit.
2: Uh, I agree. I agree, especially with the losses that they you know with Losing Bledsoe and Hill, um, it's a, that's a lot of scoring that they had. You know, Bledsoe yes. was giving them a lot of points, and Hill was giving them a lot of bench points, some of their most consistent bench points. And I thought Bogdan, I mean, Bogdan, uh, Bogdanovich was like a really, really, really nice pickup if they made it work, but... I
3: don't, yeah, man. I, I didn't see
2: exactly why they're investigating it. You said tamper, tampering.
3: That's the 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 word I saw flying around. Okay. Uh, but to me, I thought he was gonna fix a lot of the potential issues that they're gonna have, because it's yeah. kind of looking like they might lose a significant portion of their depth. Yeah. Uh, like you said, the two point guards are gone. Matthews is good chance he's gone. Robin mm-hmm. Lopez is a free agent. Uh, who did they lose? Uh, DiVincenzo's gone.
2: Ilyasova's gone.
3: Ilyasova's gone. Marvin Williams retired. Yeah. So, like, their bench could look completely different. Yep. And Bogdanovich would have been just a great fit to kind of be like that sixth, seventh hybrid guy. Yeah. Uh and now I, I'm curious to see where they turn for that.
2: I'd like to see them get Bradley. I think he would be a really nice pickup for them. I would like to he see them get you... Hayward. That would be interesting. If they got if they get Hayward and Bradley, they're right back contending for me instantly. Instantly. Yeah, I mean Can you imagine Drew and Bradley as their defensive backcourt.
3: Oh, yeah.
2: Pick up full court.
3: Oh, yeah. (laughs) No excuse not to have the best defense in the league.
2: Yeah. So I I think they should look at Bradley. I don't think Bradley's going back to L.A. You know, I think it's funny how these teams are dropping all the guys who opted out (laughs) of the bubble. (laughs)
4: Yeah.
2: Uh, Yeah, I I do not think he's going back to L.A., so... I think that would be a really, really nice pickup for them. And I'm sure it wouldn't be expensive. And Hayward, like you said, should not be expensive. Definitely should not be. I don't think... I'd be surprised if the Timberwolves keep Rubio. Me too. He might be a nice pickup for teams. Yeah, Um, I mean... A lot
3: lot of teams. uh, He's exactly what the Clippers need.
2: He would help the clippers a lot yeah i, I would like him in philly a backup
3: i think he he could really fix the depth concerns that i just brought up for milwaukee too
2: yeah he could he could
3: might be a little pricey though
2: shouldn't be though <laughs> but he might be You're right like
3: for the for the better teams his role might be more limited but you might have to pay a, a decent amount to get him mhm so it it's but he's a weird guy like he could fucking end up in dc for all i know
2: i know can you believe he's only 30
3: i know man he's been playing for like 30 years it feels like
2: yeah yeah okay uh you got anything else as far as sports go
3: oh uh, no I haven't really been watching, I didn't really watch too many football games this weekend.
2: I didn't watch any good ones, I'll say that. Uh, yeah, no, nah, I don't have any worth mentioning, I don't think.
1: Respecting my daughter, Tone. Yeah, 28 grounds on the <laughs> 28 grounds in the sill Graduated, I can make a brick-lock 28 grounds in the zip lock. Add it, the ground for the zip lock. 28 grounds in the zip lock. lock. The zip lock. lock. Graduated, I can make a brick-lock 28 grounds on the silk lock, lock. Round with my dog, that's a pit, start. pit start. Drop Dropping chicken off, that's a wing star Tell me I'm my sons out of lock. yeah Got a Draco in the headlock Tryna dot the cell block, nigga full of bedrock. bedrock Got the whole look out the catwalk Gotta dot the mud out the ad
4: off Shawty, you
1: so fine, how to look in your eyes With a big old booty, it's your ass off Told a nigga I know your kind If you came on my side with a rock with a mask out. Told me young nigga don't crash out Never let him know where the stash out Making them friends with the black out, mirror with the racks out, make a scale tap out. tap out Turkey bag on top of turkey bags dick scale on top of dick scale Clock 40 on clock 4 All white had a record deal Why niggas stayed in Riverdale Heard them niggas try to kiss and tell Try to charge Neff with a body Somebody OD'd on 15th 28 grounds on the Ziploc Add extra ground for the ziplock. 28 grounds on the Ziploc Graduated, I can make make a brick lock 28 grams in the silk lock. Add extra ground for the ziplock. 28 grams in the silk lock. Graduated, I can make a brick lock. Shakin' back off a of juice fast. Gorilla died, went vegan. Diamond link chain bling in the coop fast. Killer flying down, seeking 15. To spread two or three bad Lose shit grams trying to jump even. could them in Sprite vanilla extract. Still taste. We ain't been speaking. Look, I'm really one of them The nigga you bragging on, I probably fronted him Your family put up for collateral You go to rat in the to punish him Eight million dollars for a metric ton load 33 ends when you get the clip on. Doc, it was already sold, real street nigga with a mouth full of gold If I get arrested, my bill paid, project I stay by the railway I stood on the block, then I got me a spot, now my daughter go shop for Chanel frames Tracking device on the back of the but I'm dug and I know how to sell weight Quiet now, I'm cut, I'm controlling the gutter, bitch I'm from the slum where they sell hey. age. Yeah. 28 grounds on the cell lock, lock. The Instagram for the ziplock. 28 grounds on the cell lock, lock. graduated I can make a brick lock 28 grounds and a cell-off Add it to ground for the zip lock. lock. 28 grounds and a cell-off Graduated, I come in the brick lock. Tell y'all something, but these nigga hey, really kept, I was running through the goddamn apartment, beating the block down, I'm talking about stupid, had No 15s in that motherfucker, that S.A., sitting on them four nigga. Hey, nigga, talking about, who the fuck that is, But that nigga ain't getting my life I said, boy, fuck you, boy. I been getting money, hell as you doing, but you the lame-ass fuck nigga, everybody been talking about, I swear you would get money, you would not get money, yeah, I know your sister, she always calling me, talking about, he swear he getting money, he really not getting no money that. yeah, yeah, and if I, hey, I, I really told you the truth, I, yeah, I been him though.
2: Okay. Um, Alright, let's get into the music.
3: We're getting right into it, yeah. Yeah, oh, so I only had two that I listened to, as I mentioned.
2: Okay, I had three, I
3: didn't really get and too we... much. You want to talk about Omarion first?
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I went to the Millennium Tour, um, the first one, not the second one that got interrupted by COVID. I went to the first one, and you know, what was really disappointing to me was how much disrespect the crowd had on Omarion's solo career. Like, after, um, I think it was Pretty Ricky got off stage, uh, B2K got up there, right? Omarion and the other guys. And they did a like a real small set, like maybe, maybe uh, I, I guess their catalog isn't that crazy anyway, but they did maybe five songs, four songs. And then the other guys got off stage and omarion did like his solo stuff right and dude when i tell you the crowd was so quiet they weren't dancing they weren't singing along it it looked it just looked so bizarre because i i've always liked omarion's solo stuff entourage is one of my favorite songs um him and bow wow's collab album was legendary to me as a kid the crowd wasn't reacting to any of it, man. It was, it was sad. But then, um, when B2K came out there and they did, uh, bump, 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 obviously the crowd erupted. It was like a completely different show. So, uh, I say all that to say that Omarion's solo career gets hated on, or at least not appreciated. Um, so he snuck this album out, The Connection, Uh, which, when I say snuck it out, I mean, I didn't hear a lot of, like, I didn't hear anyone talking about it. It wasn't many singles or anything. It just kind of came out. And, uh, I, I gotta say, man, it's, it's a good album. It is. I don't hear a lot of hits on here. I, I hear him being very, you know, the songs that you can tell are only repetitive because they want... The artist wants you to sing along to it. Yeah, I, I get a couple of those, but outside of that, it's, it's a solid. It's a solid album. Like it's one of those you could just you could put on maybe background noise. It's not like one you're bumping, you know, um, blasting on the stereo. But it's, it has good music on there. Good um, slow songs, fast songs. It, it's it's what you, anyone who knows about Omarion's solo career, this is this is what you get, basically. Um, it's, a, it's a solid project. I don't have a lot of complaints about it. Uh, like I said, maybe repetitive is all I can say. But I enjoyed it. I really did. That's all I got. Okay. And that's The Connection by Omarion. Good features. Wale, T-Pain, Ghostface. Nice features. They all did pretty well. I really like T-Pain's feature. But yeah, that's it.
3: He's a good R&B sleeper, man.
2: He is. He is. I man, I really really felt bad when the crowd was just like Yeah. dissing him at his own that's concert, tough, man. Which is that's
3: wild. That's just tough. It is. Yeah.
2: All right. Let's get into uh, Pluto. And Baby Pluto.
3: Oh, yeah. The Pluto bros. You want to talk about that first? Yeah. <laughs> what did you yeah. think, man? I-, I figured you weren't very excited for this.
2: No, I wasn't. Um, But I did listen to it. And... Uh, <laughs> future in his collab albums, man, is crazy. But I'll say this. This is... I really enjoyed Future's performance as a whole on this album. I-, I liked what he gave me from his lyrics, from his rapping, from his flows. I, I like that their flows, um, for the most part, I won't say all of them, but to me, for the most part, I didn't feel like their flows stepped on each other's too much. I kind of liked how Uzi could still be, um, could be individual on his his parts of a lot of their songs. But I will say, when they got into the more Uzi-sounding songs, I think they sounded really bad. All the songs that I thought were like, uh, (laughs) I Don't Want to Break Up, uh, (laughs) Real Baby Pluto, uh, all the songs that I could hear Uzi doing alone, they sounded completely garbage to me. but the ones where it was like a future song it was more upbeat and you know the bass heavy I liked how Uzi sounded on there I liked how he came in he came in with a good bop good he caught the rhythm nicely and future you know did what he does but future does not need to cross over to anybody else's realm when they go to future's realm cool because it's easy but yeah I hated the ones that were Uzi's kind of beats and Uzi kind of flow uh other than that man I don't I don't have a lot to say. I can't really say if I like it or dislike it. I probably won't listen to it again. Um but it was a cool. It was a cool novelty album for me.
3: This is like a good uh it's a good filler project. I I think I had a little bit more fun with it than you did. Mm-hmm. Um because I I I like their chemistry on this. I did too. It, it, and they've worked together before on something that I remember not liking. Okay. This was like when when Uzi was first like getting popular, I remember. Uh-huh. Uh, but this, to me, their chemistry is much better. It, it almost sounds like they're elevating each other on a lot of the songs. Yeah. Uh, now, granted, there, there's a lot of throwaway tracks here. Uh, I thought... I thought Sleeping on the Floor was pretty whack.
2: Me too.
3: I I thought Plastic was whack. I thought uh, Bought a Bad Bitch was super repetitive. Terrible. Uh, Lullaby was just atrocious. (laughs) Uh, Lil Uzi. I don't know what he was thinking with that one. I agree. Uh, But on the flip side, like like Future's solo track, I liked a lot. I did too. Uh, That's one of my favorites on there. Yeah, th- this album is fun to like get through. Yeah, uh, that's where that's where I think I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it's very easy to listen to. Is it a little bit long? Yes, but they they sound like they're having fun playing off of each other at times. Yep, uh, and and it's a fun listen, man. It, the energy stays high. They never they never like bring it down and, and try some random shit that they shouldn't be doing. Uh, yeah. and honestly, the, they released a deluxe version like a, a day or two ago. Yeah. And some of those tracks, I only heard a couple, but the beats on, on those tracks sounded even better than what I heard on the album. Yeah. Uh, and that was the other thing I really liked is the the beats never got boring.
2: I agree with that for sure.
3: Uh, it, it felt more of like a Uzi project as far as the beats went. Mm-hmm. But but I, I knew that future could kind of nail that pretty well, you know. Yep. So I, I had fun with this, man. Like, th- this is one of those I'm probably going to listen to it a lot. But will I p- ever talk about it again or recommend it to somebody? Probably not.
2: I'm cool. I I would agree with that. I'll probably have this some of these songs in my shuffle, but I'm not like I probably won't listen to this straight through again. At least. Yeah and not you know i'm definitely not recommending it like out to a lot of people one listen yeah but i'm not saying it won't be listed anywhere for me
3: i will say if you're a fan of either artist this is a must listen to me for sure like for like sure. i i was kind of let down by uzi's album early in the year mm-hmm. uh but this this kind of brought me back to the uzi bop that i used to enjoy
2: you got a top three
3: Rockstar Chain's got to be on there. I'd say Real Baby Pluto should be on there. Mm-hmm. And, oh, by the way, F off that, I hated.
2: Oh, yeah, me too. Uh,
3: and, I mean, That's it. it was really good. I think I heard that as a single. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I like that song a lot.
2: I liked uh, Marnie on Me a lot. I liked Million Dollar Play. Real baby Pluto was cool. Rockstar Chains was fire.
3: Marty on me had to grow on me. I liked it a lot more the second time.
2: Yeah, the second time it was hard. Yeah. All right. Um, I picked that first because I figured, I figured that figured would be easier to get out to the say, way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. So help me, God. Two chains.
3: Two chains is back.
2: You want, you want to go first this time? Or me? I'll
3: go first, man. This was a surprise. And we've had a lot of them this year. Yeah. Uh, but this... Like, I knew he was coming. But I expected him to delay it a lot.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, I'll start off with a hot take. This is best album to me easy, easily. Yes. Easily. I mean, his rapping consistency... I don't think he's ever been like he's never sniffed the consistency he showed on here. yeah, yeah I mean, this album is like again, like the like the last album, if you're a fan of Two chains, he gives you everything you like about him. yep. Uh, the lines are hilarious. The songs like have like a troll feel to them a lot of the time. But then what makes this album really great to me is the second half. Mm -hmm. Because to me, like the first half is kind of a, it's, it's good, but it doesn't really like stand out to me as an elite project. Yeah. But when he gets into Ziploc, when he gets in a free lighter and then his solo tracks kind of carry the second half. Yeah. And he delivers, man. I mean, yeah. uh, my only, like, my any problems I have with this project are all really small, kind of nitpicky things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as a whole, I had a ton of fun listening to this.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
3: I mean, this was the first album I listened to that I immediately wanted to go back to. Yeah. I've never, I've never felt like that with any of his other albums. Same. Even the ones I liked. Yep. Uh, but what did you think, man?
2: I think this is by far the best 2 chains I've ever heard in my life. Just straight. I, I think it's flawless, honestly. It, like, seriously. I liked it that much. For me.
3: You can't be mad at that. Uh,
2: it was just... every Even the songs I really did not think I was going to like. I just knew for sure I wasn't going to like Quarantine Thick. And by the so third time man. I listened to it, I liked it. Save Me, I didn't think I would like. I loved it. Might be my favorite song in the album. Like, it was just... I just can't think of anything bad to say about this. Like, really. And like you said, maybe some real small things. But overall, I loved it, man. I really did. And I have never loved a 2 chains album. I don't, I don't know if I've ever even liked a 2, 2 chains album.
3: I loved Pretty Girls Like Trap Music. It's a good album. It's good. I I just, like, the consistency wasn't there. Right. Like it is here. I mean, this, wow.
2: For me, I liked a lot of songs on Pretty Girls Like Trap Music, but I didn't overall like the album. And that's where this separates it for me. Like, this was like a complete, you know... Really good project, the other ones I think he's had a lot of good songs have come out on an album, but as far as a complete project, this like takes a step forward over everything, even the one based on a true story, that one had a lot of good songs, yeah, but I didn't feel the I didn't feel the effort that I felt on here, so. Yeah, man. This was the
3: first time I felt like I was, like I'm hearing a project. Yes. Not just a a cool collection of tracks.
2: Yep, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, that's it. Uh, That's how I feel.
3: I mean, the features, like the features on here, were just so good.
2: Yep, the samples and the beats were great.
3: So good. Yeah. I it i don't put it as flawless cuz i really didn't like yrb
4: mhm
3: uh and 55 times was kind of the the super weak link on the second and third listens yeah uh but i mean this album like you said man it's hard to like that was those are my individual flaws with it i mean mm-hmm. another nitpicky thing i had i thought south side Ho would be like a like a classic rap track
2: <laughs> yeah not at and all and the
3: beat the beat kind of set it up to be yeah and he chilled on it yeah so my first listen i'm kind of disappointed i'm like man you can't title the song like that and then give me like a basic rap song but right. then vampire is an entirely different story
2: vampire is crazy
3: Dude, vampire. I'm like, dude. This is like, like I can see what you just titled the last track for, right? Uh, and that was again, like the rapping on here was so good, start to finish. Yep. And it, it, you got both of like the humor. You got like the rough upcoming and the the hard, the the drug backstory. Like you get all this all the stuff you like about change. You get that here. Yeah. I mean, it's been. When was the last time you enjoyed Kanye West on a song? I can't even remember, man. Honestly, in, you know, subject matter. I'm. I'll let it slide. But, <laughs> but he sounded like the song sounded good. The song sounded like Two chains and Kanye have chemistry together.
2: Yeah, in spite like, of what he said. Right. Yeah.
3: I agree. Subject wise, it didn't, but you know, I let it slide. Yep. Yep. What was your favorite?
2: Um, I went back to save me a lot and save me and Ziploc were like, I went back to both those probably the most. I like, can't go for that a lot too. Those, that's, those are my top three. Yeah. But save uh... me and Ziploc were one and two. Sure.
3: Ziplock is was my initial one, mm-hmm. but I've ha- I'm I'm having a lot of fun with the free lighter.
2: Good pick, yeah.
3: That song, that song is real, They're real great. smooth, real aggressive. I like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, this this is definitely this might be a lock on the list, the top ten Dude, list. This,
3: this blew my mind as I was going through it the first time. Me too. I mean. I didn't Me have too. the same, you know, funeral was different because it was just so elite at every point.
2: Yeah. Uh, and you expect that you expected something elite,
3: but that's my thing is I didn't expect it. Cause Wayne was so kind of back in like, you know, hit and miss for a while. Yeah. 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 I got gotcha. you. But then yeah. like going through it, you're like, damn, this is like really good. And this is the, it's the same feeling I had here. Mm hmm. I was just like, man, Mm -hmm. like, how could he keep getting better? Yeah, I thought "Wait for You to Die" is also a gem. Absolutely. Uh, Just this album, I think, is just so many good tracks. Like, you got to listen to it start to finish.
2: Very cohesive.
3: Yes, for the first time in his life.
2: Yep. Yeah, Um, I think there was a lot of David Banner beats on here. Which is pretty cool. Haven't heard from, heard from him in a while. Yeah. Uh, okay. Any other uh, music? Any singles or anything?
3: No, not really. I've been pretty chill with music. Just kind of deep diving the the albums that we plan on reviewing. Yeah. Uh, and, and the Plutos. Uh, I I listen to the Plutos actually a lot more than than I thought I would.
2: Okay. Uh mm-hmm. huh.
3: What's coming right. up? I think Megan the Stallion's dropping soon.
2: Yeah, I think she is coming this weekend. Um, man, I don't, I don't someone really want her to. <laughs> Similar with. To, uh,
3: I don't really want Megan to drop.
2: Okay. Why? The situation?
3: No, not just because I, I just went through it with Nav, where it's like. Like I liked what you just did, and I didn't really need more from you mm, I, I liked you. I liked the the little like the small album she dropped I think right before COVID hit yeah uh and to me, she's gotten increasingly repetitive with the with what she says, yep so i I just feel like this album is just gonna be more of the same shit,
2: yeah. I agree I'm, with
3: that.
2: I'm good on it. I agree with that. Um, Man, I, I think I did hear about somebody else. I just cannot remember who it is. Well, well I guess we'll see in a few hours. But, yeah. I'm trying to think of anything else to look forward to um, that we didn't mention.
3: No, music wise we'll we'll get hit with some stuff. I'm sure there'll be a surprise or two. Yeah. Man, this this year in music has just been insane. It
2: really has. It really has. Alright, well, that's all I got, man. I mean, we had so much to talk about. Ran through it all, but more free agency, more music next week. Football etc Got anything else?
3: No, we'll be back. Uh, thank you as always for listening.
2: Yep, thank you. Subscribe, you know, follow whatever. And uh we'll see you guys.
0: See, love the way you compliment my style Though you may end up being my only girl Cause when you're with me, you're my whole world Like when it's just me and you, five Crazy between us two, you're my home, my
4: lover, and even my friend. Now I've said this before,
0: I'ma say it again. Now here is the situation. I like what we've got happening, and I don't want nothing coming between both me and you. Now let you be lieutenant, and you let me be captain. Tell me In my entourage, super flashy I'm a personal superstar, super flashy in my entourage, yeah, yeah, I think we can take this very yeah, far, super flashy You're a star in your own right At times you'll steal the whole smile, Like I don't mind, Girl, you're fine, put a smile Face. Besides, who want a chip that no who do the chase? Sometimes I know you're unsure. Wonder if this will end up. Don't make me make a promise that I can't keep. Cause it's cool how it is Let's not complicate things Girl, here is a situation I like what we've got happening And I don't want nothing coming And losing both me and you I'll let you be looting If you let me be captain Tell me Superfly. Yeah. Superfly. Yeah. Yeah. Super <laughs> flash, yeah. 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 High, yeah. 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 Yeah Superflucty, you know my superstar super you super yeah. my entourage. Yeah.
2: so